Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to a new week of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. Glad you're with us around the state of Mississippi this afternoon, online, wherever you're tuned in. We've got a big week in store for you. Starting today, we're glad you're with us. Opening segment of the show is always sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics, and this show, of course. Great place to take your family for a delicious meal, and more importantly, maybe even a great place to cater your next event. Uh, Dickie's Barbecue, uh, Justin and the guys, just great and uh, always happy to help promote their business. We've got the volleyball on our mind today. We've got the Southern Miss volleyball coach, Jenny Hazelwood, in the studio with us, along with one of her players, Mia Wesley. Before we get to that, real quick breaking news, just notified by Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation that Southern Miss All-America pitcher Tanner Hall has been named to the U.S. Collegiate National Team and uh, will travel with the team. They open play later this week in the Netherlands, so uh, congratulations. What a great honor uh, for Tanner Hall. What a year, Kelly, <laughs> for Tanner Hall. Yeah, now he gets to go to the Netherlands where they, they make the best cheese in the world, and, you know, like he's worried about that. Right. right. Well, so congratulations to him. We really are, are really happy Uh, for that young man. Also, in the studio today, Coach Jenny Hazelwood returns to the Eagle Hour. Coach, welcome back. Thanks for having me. We're excited to be here. And now you bring a player with you, Mia Wesley from Orem, Utah. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So you are a long way from home, young lady. Yes, I am. I have been loving Mississippi, though. Well, tell us how you got here. Um, So I played my first uh, season at the University of Portland in Oregon, and um, the coach I had signed to, uh, res- like something happened and we got a new coach like two weeks before my report date. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted a new opportunity after that season. So I entered the portal and I got an email from Southern Miss and I didn't really know very much about Southern Miss, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking into it a little bit more and I had seen the new facility that we had and I just was like, I would definitely see myself playing in that facility um the girls seem great so i thought it would be the best decision for me all right so what do you like the most give us the honest answer here catfish or humidity oh <laughs> she doesn't like humidity i know that i like the catfish i i have gone fishing a couple times so i right. gotta say the catfish rather than the humidity well we're glad to have you here coach hazelwood i was looking at your roster and by the way we'll do talk about your season which is just around the corner now and you got kids from Utah, Indiana, Ohio, California, Texas, Wyoming, Kansas. 
That's national recruiting. So what, first of all, how do you recruit nationally? And is that an indication that there's still a lot of development that needs to take place in Mississippi high school volleyball. Absolutely. So I, I will say this, that's last season's roster. Um, we will have two players from the state of Mississippi on this upcoming, the fall roster. And um, so it's gotten a lot better in the state of Mississippi, but we didn't get high school volleyball until the late 90s. Right. And, you know, that high school volleyball was being played, youth volleyball in other parts of the country for a long time before it was here. And so it's just taken a lot longer to develop. And, you know, volleyball is a very skilled sport. And when I say that, it's like I don't a great athlete can't just go pick up a golf club and all of a sudden be good at golf. You, you can't do that because golf is really hard. It's skilled. And volleyball is that way. And it's always our favorite as volleyball players when, you know, our male athlete friends are like, hey, yeah, let's go play volleyball. And, you know. You're great at whatever sport you play. So they're like, oh, we can beat you. And we're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and they don't. They don't because right. it takes a lot of skill. Right. So, um, but a lot of young players in Mississippi, uh, you know, we've got a lot of players now committed to high level programs. We've got young players coming here from the state of Mississippi. So it has improved tremendously. So we're super excited about that. And I know that volleyball was late kind of the scene, but then people, the the logical follow-up would be, well, what were young ladies playing at that time? And, And the answer is they were playing slow pitch softball. That was a fall sport. And as, as young ladies are finding out that you can't get a scholarship at the D1 level because there are no D1 schools offering slow-pitch softball, that made the way for schools to say we're done with slow pitch and they evolved to volleyball. Absolutely. And then, you know, when um, my husband and I, I got out of coaching before, so I was working for ESPN and we actually started a club in central Mississippi. And really that was our heart was to develop the youth in Mississippi. And and it's really paid off. We have a number of players playing at all levels uh, in college, um, including, you know, Power Five, other Division One, across every level. And so one of the players that's here, she came this spring, uh, that obviously then will be here in the fall, is she started in our club. And so it what we started here, the intention was just to give young players an opportunity, and it's really cool to see that it's it's paying off. I want to I want to pass this along to you in retrospect to what you just said. Many years ago, I had a travel slow pitch softball team, and uh, we kept getting badgered in practice that after a couple afternoons by the local boys little league travel team. And so the girls finally convinced me to let them play them a game of softball, and they wiped the boys out. They didn't have any idea what to do. I I absolutely um, understand that, and and I think the reverse is true. I played fast pitch softball, and I cannot hit a slow pitch. I, I can't do it. It's I just miss every time, and I, so yeah. Well, let's talk about the volleyball schedule. Starts uh, August seventeenth, and uh, looks pretty tough to me, Coach. Well. Our team is very, very talented, and so, you know, that's, first of all, I feel like we as a coaching staff are extremely spoiled. Uh, Just not only do we have the volleyball pieces, um, but they work really hard every day. There wasn't a day this past spring that we had to 
be a part of pushing them to work hard. It was always the work ethic was there. So that was great. And then the volleyball piece just got better and better. Um, so yes, we go to LSU for an exhibition match, which is nice because, you know, I, I spoke to the head coach at LSU when we were out recruiting and we were both like, we just are ready. You know, we're going to be ready to play somebody else it, it, exhibition. So it's not going against your record. Volleyball just started doing that a few years ago. We didn't have all these other sports would have exhibition games and stuff. And we're like, Hey, we want to do that where we can go play somebody else. And, you know, just so, so we can see the things that we need to work on before we start our season. So super pumped that we get to do that. And then, yeah, I mean, we have a great mix in our preseason uh, of different types of programs and how they play different styles of volleyball so that we can really identify, you know, where we're strong, where we're weak, everything we need to do leading into conference play. Now, Mia, last year, the season, and and I I don't – I mean this with all due respect. Last season was forgettable. It, it was not was not a great year. So Coach Hazelwood comes in now in December. Take us through the how you and your teammates reset mentally now. That was then. This is now. I think that the best thing that could have happened for our program was getting Jenny and her whole new staff. It was like a night and day difference for us, and we they came in and said we're here for you guys we're willing to put in the work with you guys we believe in you guys and just kind of gave us that confidence back that we kind of lacked the last season and kind of came in and we're like you guys are really good do you understand how good you are and we're like oh you know what we are pretty good and they just kind of instilled that confidence in every every single player and kind of just gave us their system and even within a week our whole team was playing at an extremely higher level than before. Interesting. Just getting that new system and the new outlook and just, you guys are ready to work? Okay, here you go. Here's what you guys are going to do. And we did it, and it went really smoothly. Everybody was getting better every single day. And the volleyball team is really the first team that's going to be able to dip its toes in the, in the Sunbelt Conference pool. Mm-hmm. So what do you know about, uh, you guys will be the first team out of the gate, you know, this academic year. What do you know about making the transition into the Sunbelt and some of the opponents that you'll see in conference play? Um, honestly, I haven't, I don't really know a lot about the Sunbelt Conference, but I know that we are going to come for South Alabama because they won the conference last season. So we're really trying to get to the top. That's very good. We want everybody to go after South Alabama. <laughs> Somebody. Up until this year, we were pretty damn sick of South Alabama. But, uh, it, it'll be good to hear that. Okay, we're talking to Jenny Hazelwood and one of her players, Mia Wesley. It's Volleyball Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday now, yeah. Tuesday here on the Eagle Hour. Heath Hinton joins us later in the show. Also on the show tomorrow, USFL coach Larry Fedora, former Southern Miss head coach. Lance Ancar, the strength and conditioning coach for football, is coming here. He has a bone to settle face-to-face with Kelly Sander. Uh-oh. And I'm uh, really looking forward to the outcome of that. Have you seen Coach Ancor? I have, and uh, knowing that he's on the show, we better get some more Red Bull in that refrigerator. Correct. You're in big <laughs> trouble, Kelly. That's all I can say. Eagle Hour continues right after this.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, don't forget you can hear the Eagle Hour podcast whenever you like on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And thousands of you do that every week. We really do appreciate that. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net on Hardy Street. Great uh, place for you to pick up your Southern Miss apparel. I'll bet you they've got volleyball T-shirts there and all kinds of sports. Uh, so uh, if you're in the market for something new, some new Southern Miss swag, that is the only place you need to go. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Actually, Bob, Coach Hazelwood's son is uh, is kind of watching through the studio glass. He's wearing right. some really rock and roll pajama I bottoms. I see that. He is that, a golden eagle. I'm glad to see that. That he got from. Campus, Campus Bookmark. Bookmark. That's right. Coach Hazelwood is here with Mia Wesley, her one of her players from the, the beautiful state of Utah. I was just out west in Wyoming and Montana in that area. I got to tell you, Mia, that is the most spectacular country I've ever seen out there. Yes, it's really beautiful. A lot of hiking spots and stuff to do outdoors. So it's really, really, nice. really, really gorgeous. I'm I'm always curious to ask athletes like this. You know, for a lot of kids, just leaving home and going to the college 50 miles away is a big deal. It's a difficult thing for them. But when you come all the way across the country and you're from Utah, your family's uh, in Utah, and you're in Mississippi, uh, I have great admiration for that uh, to begin mm-hmm. with. But is is kind of put it in perspective, is that a tough thing for a young lady like yourself to do? It's definitely a tough thing. Um, probably for my mom, mostly. She always calls me and she's like, I just miss you so much. I want, I want you to come and... <laughs> She wanted me to play at Utah Valley University because it's literally in our backyard. She's like, come mm-hmm. on, they offered you. You can just play here and stay with me. I'm like, no, I need to come get out of my shell, go experience different things. But my family's just been super supportive of that. And uh, my dad played college athletics and uncles as well. So they all know how it is and they all played in different places. But it's definitely uh, difficult to be away from my family. All right. Now, you told us your dad played professional basketball and you started out as a big basketball player, but you got tossed off the team because you were too rough on the yes, other players? <laughs> I got into a little um, scramble, I guess, on the court with mm-hmm. another girl because we were just getting rough. And then um, the coach was like, so I might have to kick you off the team. Do you just want to quit or what do you want to do? I was like, okay, I guess I'll stick to volleyball because I was playing both at the time. So I guess it's good because the net separates me from my opponents. <laughs> <laughs> now, the first club event that you played in, we understand there, there was something that, that may have happened that, that our yes. listeners might be interested in. Tell us about that. So. I got into volleyball at the age of like 14 and my first club game, we had like two or three practices before and that's it. Like that's all the volleyball had ever played in my life. So we kind of got the basics and my auntie was actually my coach. So she's like, all right, go in, do your thing, girls. On the very first point, the opponent served the ball and I jumped up and blocked it. And I, I, when I landed, I was like, yeah, I'm like that. I'm like thinking I did something. And the ref went, boop, whistle, gave it to the other team. And I was like, what? That's my point. I got to block. But you're not allowed to block the serves. And I hadn't known that rule yet. So I got a, I thought I, I thought I was it. I got that block. I was celebrating. They're like, nope, other team's point. And I was like, man, I didn't know that. Well, don't feel bad, Mia, because as we speak, I did not know that was a rule. Did you know that, Bobby? No, I did. Not, that you can't uh, block the serve. I remember too in volleyball. Am I right about this, Coach? You had to, 
You had to be serving in order to score. Am I right about that? Absolutely. And dating myself here, that's uh, how it was when I played. So, um, yep, I played in the side out scoring, which means like you have to get the ball back and your team has to serve to actually then. Uh, so the get purpose a point. of changing that was what for the sport? It does make the game, um, as far as length of time more predictable um my husband will one million percent attest to this he's like we would go to your match and it could go anywhere from an hour to three and a half hours and the, not that it's not a fun sport to watch but you don't even know how long it's going to take now they're generally you know generally about the same amount of time so so every time the ball is served now somebody is scoring yes. a point yep but but back in our day too bob you, they played to 15 Right. Was the was the point total, and you had to win by two. Now it's twenty five, correct, and win by two. Yep. So it's just, and it's faster paced, and it's a lot more intense because every ball matters. Right. Well, coach, you've got a great new facility. Uh, you can tell talking to this young lady, they're excited about you being here, leading the program, and you go into a new conference. This is this is really a, just a, a completely new era for this sport on our campus. Most definitely, and obviously, I had seen the facility before, and there still I walk through it, and I'm like, "Wow, we're so spoiled." It's really nice it's you just, said better than a lot of sec schools yeah and just you know you'll have sec schools that might be an old basketball facilities a- arena or, yeah, yeah. B- old arenas or you know just whatever their situation is or if they share with basketball then they have practice facilities that are separate so you're not on your game court you know most of the time and so just being in a place that's just ours we're always on our court so we are practicing daily where we play and our our weight room it, i mean it says southern miss volleyball on our weight racks i was i mean like etched in them so just that little bit of stuff just tells our volleyball players you know, you matter a lot here and and if anybody if the, the naysayers out there that say facilities aren't that big of a deal well mia uh, out, mia just said that that that's what big, brought her here that's exactly right so yeah, it's worth no the investment question. so mia let me ask you this uh we, we named off the states utah indiana ohio california texas wyoming kansas uh, and now some kids from mississippi but boy this is a diverse group of young women mm-hmm. uh have you have you all bonded around your new coach and and your sport how, how is that working out Yes, I think that this new coaching staff in general has really brought the team together because last season we, it didn't go how we wanted it, so everyone was kind of separated. And then when these new coaches came in, everyone was like, this is our second chance to get it right, get it together. We we always knew we had the pieces. We just didn't ever get it together fully. So I think it's just really great that we had the opportunity to kind of restart as a program and just bring in a, do, a brand new uh, mentality and mindset. And so mm-hmm. we're, I think that's And it's got to be cool to have so many players from so many different parts of the country mm-hmm. and you learn about each other's cultures in that part of America and, and the, how things are different, but we're all one country. Yes. 
And and I, I think the other girls are learning too. Hey, not not all the women in Utah are real calm. All right. <laughs> no, real real right. gentle. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Watch out for the Utah girls. Just glad that net's going to separate you and those girls from the Sun Belt Conference. Coach, talk about the Sun Belt Conference. What what is what kind of challenges does this present? Where is that conference in women's volleyball? Well, we're very excited to be in the Sun Belt just in general um, from the commissioner all of his administration they're wonderful and we could tell that when the first visit they came to this campus and uh, it's it's a phenomenal conference and then the coaches the volleyball coaches in the conference you know just when we see each other out uh, recruiting and you know we have conversations and it's genuinely about how we make our league better and better and better at volleyball so just having that common goal you can just tell that that's that that's important. You know, Bob mentioned some of these other states, uh, Coach Jenny. I would imagine that recruiting now for for you and other sports is going more internet. That you can recruit now, seeing club games. A lot of club these club games, the video, the games are streamed live. They are, yeah. And and for Southern Miss, we can. It's not hard for us to recruit nationwide anyways, because, again, all you have to do is show them the facility and then, you know, it's, hey, that's a, that's a place I definitely want to look at. And so we will continue to do that. I've got some good coaching friends in California that said a lot of the California kids are wanting to come to school this way. And so, I mean, just it, it just is what it is. And so we know what a great place Hattiesburg is. And what a great place Southern Miss is, the university, the athletic department. So it's just, it's not hard. When you hit the ground running in December, take us through a checklist of some of the things that you made top priorities, some things that you wanted to get done first and foremost. Well, we really wanted to make sure that, like Mia said earlier, the athletes had the things they needed. Um, Just from the standpoint of when, when you come in new, you don't know what you don't know. Meaning, hey, you know. They may be afraid to say, hey, my, you know, my knee pads have like, you know, extra holes in them. I, I only have two pair of socks. I, I, I don't know. So we're like, hey, guys, gear stuff that you need. Let us know. Just that kind of stuff. Um, and then letting them know just our expectations and just some things that how we're different. Every coach is different. They're going to run their program different. And so we just wanted to make sure that because honestly, I I would have to say I'm probably pretty lax in some things. Not when it comes to how you perform in the sport, but like we let them wear Southern Miss t-shirts. We don't, they don't all have to match because we think that helps with like the stress level in the locker room. Just that kind of stuff. All right, Jenny Hazelwood's the new volleyball coach here at Southern Miss. Mia Wesley is one of her star players. We're glad to have both of them here with us today. Don't mess with Mia. Don't mess with Mia. Yeah, with this thing with Ann Carr tomorrow. Can I have Mia hang out here? <laughs> no, you're on your own. Oh, oh gosh. Volleyball starts August 17th. Coach, you're going to come back throughout the year and keep us up to date? Absolutely. All right, glad to have you. Eagle Hour continues right after this.
Southern Miss to the top. A great interview with Jenny Hazelwood and Mia Wesley here in the studio. Really appreciate uh, both of them being here. Mia Wesley, uh, quite an impressive young lady, and I think great things in store for women's volleyball under Coach Hazelwood. This segment of the show is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, where you can get a great lunch five days a week for just $9.95. It will fill you up. Lots of working guys there, so that tells you uh, that the food is good. Uh, they have great food at night as well, and always have a big game on the TV at 4th Street Bar and Grill. All right, Heath Hinton, the proprietor, owner, and executive of Big Gold Nation, uh, joins us pretty frequently. We got him back on the show today. Before we get to the uh, subject of today's uh, conversation, uh, tell everybody again about Tanner Hall and what what a great day for that kid. Yeah, Tanner Hall has been selected to play uh, in the twenty twenty two. He's playing for the twenty twenty two USA Collegiate uh, National Baseball Team, and they'll start play on July the ninth in I believe it's the Netherlands. Man, look, congratulations to Tanner, a guy who. You've seen this uh, with everything that's happened with uh, transfer portal. Guy that stood up and said, "You know, I want to be at Southern Miss. I am Southern Miss." You've seen some. You've seen like leadership from him and Dusty Dickerson, and that point some other guys. I, I just think you've seen, you know, where yeah, you've had some departures, but you've also seen some kids step up and right. kind of say, "We want to be here. These, this is this is our team. This is our school." And uh, it's been nice to see. Yeah, Tanner Hall will be a much-beloved kid when baseball starts here next year. Not only he for what he's done on the mound, but for just what you just said. For him standing up and, and speaking out uh, as strongly as he did about his uh, love for the university and the program here. And how about this? Just the ability to represent your country. Not well, many people awesome. get that opportunity in athletic you know, when you're playing other countries, and they're going to be starting off against Japan, but to play for your country and to represent the Stars and Stripes, I mean, that's, that's just... That's pretty That's pretty that's big. Pretty big, Kelly Sander. Going up against Japan, uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, the competition that they're going to play is just going to be incredible, really. Yeah, well, the experience. I mean, how many, how many people can ever say... Because this isn't something that happens like all the time, right? right? So how many people can say ever that they got to play right. as a U.S. collegiate team? Right. All right. Now, he and guys, uh, what's even better is the World Baseball Classic was so much fun to watch. I hope they bring that back. Yeah. All right, Heath, you talked uh, earlier, and it's, it's on your website, to this kid out of Madison Ridgeland Academy, John White, a quarterback commitment. You sound like crickets. Do you hear that, Kelly? I do in the background. What, what, what is that in the background, Heath? Do you have any idea? I, I think that's a bird. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. You yeah. got a pet parrot? Or My bad. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a long story, but let's just say there's a bird in the background. <laughs> okay, all right. That's fine. All right, so you talked to John White, but before we get to that, Kelly Sander, I, I get, I'm not a big recruiting guy, so I don't really get all that hepped up over you know kids that sign out of high school. But when I hear a kid is entering his junior year and he's committed to Southern Miss, how seriously should I take that? Yeah, that's a $64,000 question. And look, a lot can happen in two years, right? I mean, the kid could get hurt. Uh, and nothing is official until the name's on the dotted line anyway. Um, but it, it goes to show you, though, how Will Hall, and rightfully so, is putting a premium on that position. As rules evolve in football at every level, from the NFL on down, it's making that position the most important position on the field, 
head and shoulders above right, above everything else. Right. So he's trying to make sure that that nest continues to the eagle nest continues to stay feathered for years to come. All right, Heath, you're impressed with John White. Go ahead. I am. Uh, kid's got good arm, moves really well. Um, as the Richmond Academy, we know those guys put out quarterbacks. Uh, you talk to him, just a kid who's really committed to uh, to Southern Miss. And, and one thing we asked him was, uh, guys, er, guys commit early. Uh, how do you approach next two years in the recruiting process? Now that you know you're committed to Southern Miss, and it's the answer that you don't get quite often. He said, "I'm a fully 100 percent committed to Southern Miss. I'm going to take it all in, but the." But then the first I say when somebody calls me is, I'm committed to Coach Hollis Southern Miss. So you see a kid that just, it, it just seems like he, uh, he, he just, it, he wanted to get the recruiting out of the way. He wanted to get that out of the way. Now he's going to focus on football and getting better. And sometimes that helps a, a kid that's a junior that's ready to make that commitment because you don't have to worry about it going into your senior season. You don't and, have to worry about it for the rest of your career. You can just go out there and play and have a good time. And I have heard. And I think that's what he was wanting to do. Yeah, and I've heard from from baseball uh, baseball parents in particular about the recruiting process. To so say we will be so glad when it's over. We are sick of the text messages. We are sick of the phone calls. We are sick of the emails. Now, look, a lot of other kids would would kill for like you know that type of attention. But but to Heath's point, it is it, it's such a relief when that decision is off the burner so that you can focus on what you're out there to do. Heath, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. I was just agreeing, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a situation to where some kids want to go to every visit. They want to do everything, God bless them, I understand it. And some kids are at the point where, let me make my commitment. All right, now I'm done with it. I'm going to go play sports, and I'm going to work on the game. And there's you just have to – that's a big deal in recruiting that coaches have to figure out what kids in recruiting are like that, what kids aren't. And a lot of times you get an early commit, you get some that, you know, drop off like Jonathan back. He did committed, now he's with TCU. So, I mean, it, it's a double-edged sword as an early commitment. It can go either way. And so what does that mean from the standpoint – I, I know Coach Hall is an honorable guy, so if, if he tells this kid – you commit, you're going to have a scholarship in two years. I'm guessing you can put that in the bank. But are coaches, if you get a commitment, say a junior in high school commits to your program, so are you are you obligated to provide that kid a scholarship two years down the road? Not technically, but most coaches will honor that commitment. Will yeah, Hall, I would think so. I would think Will Hall obviously will honor yeah, that commitment. A, and the and the other thing that people lots of times don't understand in the recruiting process is that regardless of the sport, the scholarship offer is only one year at a time. All right, so I think people lots of times are under the misconception that if they commit as a freshman. They're tenured, so to speak, all the way through their senior year. That is not the case. Scholarships can be, you know, fulfilled. They're fulfilled one year at a time. So, you know, that situation. The other, the other part of the double-edged sword that Heath is talking about. Let's hypothetically say that Will Hall wins twenty games the next two seasons. All right. Well, John White's finishing his junior and senior year, and Will Hall gets snatched up by, you know, UCLA. Well, there's John White committed to to uh, Coach Hall. 
but there's the commitment to. So I'm saying it can, it can be you know yeah. the other way as well. Coaches aren't necessarily around right. two years after. But, but you were you were pretty convinced after your conversation. This kid absolutely wants to come here and play. Yeah, he's uh, he's committed to Southern Miss. You can tell by the way he talks, and uh, you know just tell by the way his demeanor and. The kid wants to be at Southern Miss. There's no question about it. He likes it down here. He likes Coach Hall. His biggest thing for him was Coach Hall and the relationship that he had with him. Boy, and that you, was I think that relationship was the key factor here. And you talk about a perfect scenario for a for an image and likeness deal. There is a men's clothing store in Hattiesburg called John White Limited. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Heath, let me ask you this, kind of playing the devil's advocate just a little bit. Coach Hall has been really aggressive about going out and getting quarterbacks. Kelly's right about that. Does that say that Coach Hall is just not settled on who his quarterback is going to be over the next couple of years? Or do you think he's just um, leery about getting into a situation that he got in last year where, you know, you're, you're playing – tailbacks at quarterback well every opportunity i've speak, got to speak to coach hall I, i'm he is said on ty keys being a starting quarterback so i don't know if he's i can't say technically if, if he's not committed or anything i think he's a guy that he likes to uh he just likes to gather talent and when you got guys that are talented that want to come here you're not going to say no yeah. And he's been in a situation where he had to go all the way down and get a guy off the practice squad to take some snaps last year. And I don't think he wants to ever be in that position again. No, so sure he's going to make sure he has depth at quarterback going forward. I think that's a lot to do with it as well. Yeah, the, yeah. the super back was real popular. It was kind of the catchphrase. It's not last, what he wants Absolutely to do. not. He don't want to see no more super back. <laughs> no. He talks about, well, you may see a little super back, but I don't think you're going to see much super back. I mean, you would, you would always think going into the season, if I got four quarterbacks, I ought to be good. But if I'm not mistaken, Southern Miss went – Seven last year, seven or eight different people they used at that position. Right, so. right. All right, Heath, can you stick around and do the last segment with us? Sure, I'd be happy to. All right, Heath Hinton and his pet bird. Maybe we'll find out more about that story uh, when we come back from from Big Gold Nation. Hey, real quickly, don't forget about Mobe Beignet. That is the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. They serve up beignets. Right when you order them, they cook them when you order them. They're really, really awesome. You can buy three, you can buy a dozen. Do like Kelly, you can buy three or four dozen. And uh, they've got all the coffees to go with it. Mobay Beignet, Hardy Street, right across from the campus. Check it out if you haven't been there. We know you're going to go back. We're going to come back with Heath Hinton after this. Eagle Hour on the road this Thursday. Uh, Michael and Kelly will be at Ramey Motors in Purvis. Haven't been down there in a bit, and uh, baseball kind of interrupted that. 
Glad to be back in the swing of things uh, with our good buddies down in Purvis at Ramey Motors. Famed actor, producer, director Gary Grubbs on the show uh, Friday. That'll be a blast. No question about that. Uh, and we're going to have a wrestler here on the show as well. Mr. Reality. Benjamin. Look at Gary Grubbs and Mr. Reality yeah. all in one day. Mr. Reality, that? Benjamin J. Woods. How about tomorrow? We're going to have a USFL football coach, former Golden Eagle football coach Larry Fedora. On the show, strength and conditioning football coach Lance Ancar in the studio with us here. That's going to be interesting. And uh, we'll catch up with uh, Patrick McGee. Uh, coach uh, Ancar coming in to address a little bone he's got with Kelly Sander. You you know Coach Ancar, Heath. Uh, how, do you, how do you think that matchup's going to go? If I was Kelly, I'd be really scared right now. <laughs> I would probably go check my will and testament, make sure it's up to date, and uh, – yeah, Coach Ancart coming to play. That's what I understand. <laughs> well, I am heavily insured. Yeah. Two licks. Coach Ancar hits Kelly. Kelly hits the floor. In yeah. the fight. No, Coach Ancar is a what? great guy, and he's coming in to oh, talk yeah. to us about off off season training and uh, things going on with the team. I, I got a chance to spend some time with him yesterday, and uh, he's optimistic, guys. He says the depth of the football team is going to be much much better. Uh, than what we had last year. And, you know, that's really, Heath, that's where this football team ran into a lot of trouble last year. They just didn't have a lot of depth. Yeah, it was the depth issue. It was depth at quarterback. And, you know, you got you look at what you have, you're number one. You're Brownlee. You're uh, Frank Moore Jr., some of you running that. You have studs, but you just didn't have the depth. Right. I think now they're creating depth. I think you're going to see a much improved football team this season. Is that going to, you know, compute to a bowl? We'll see. But I think Coach Hall and his staff are really going in the right direction. All right. Speaking of depth, one thing I think we can all agree that our beloved baseball team maybe lacked a little of this past year was offensive depth. Uh, you know, you had your you had your nine starters, and it just appeared at times that if one of those guys got in a slump, there really wasn't anybody to go to the bench that could bring pop into the batting lineup. But the Golden Eagles have uh, have brought in some. I think some real additions offensively to the team, Heath. I know there was another one uh, over the weekend out of Florida State. You take the uh, kid that transferred from Bama, the uh, big the big signee from Pearl River, and, and these new guys. Talk about that. Well, yeah, let's talk about in Florida State. Uh, Tyler Martin saying that uh, you know commits to uh, well transfers to Southern Miss, a guy who uh, I mean and three years was right around the 300 mark uh, overall career batting average of 286 and on base of 447. He slugged 353, and if I'm not mistaken, he may be the son of the former head coach or grandson of the former head coach there. I think there's some kin there, so that'll be interesting. But he's coming to Hattiesburg, and also coming to Hattiesburg is uh, – Ed Johnson, just the kid, he's going to be transferring in. Another infielder, uh, averaged 331, five home runs, 28 RBIs last season. So you look at what they're bringing in. You're bringing in guys that have experience that can play, have experience at the D1 level, and have batted at a high level in D1. Right. So even though you've had some transfers out in the field, you've got to be happy with what you see in them do. Well, you know, Kelly, I think you said that. I think now that the dust has settled, Southern Miss looks pretty daggum good in the way that they handle the transfers in the portal. And I think other schools like Southern Miss, who are now sitting at the top of the heap, 
All right. I mean, Southern Miss ranked in the top, you know, fifteen at in the last in the the end of the season poll got up as high as you know four, depending on which one you look at. Schools in those type of situations are generally going to make out better. Are you going to lose some players? Of course. All right. But when you have players from schools that didn't do as well, they want to find a place where they can excel, be seen on a national level, at a high national level, and Southern Miss now fits that bill. Right. I saw the first uh, way-too-early preseason poll, uh, a D1 poll, and they called it that, the way-too-early preseason. Had Southern Miss ranked 11th. I saw a way-too-early prediction of the World Series, and the majority of riders on D1 had Southern Miss playing in the World Series. Point being, uh, Kelly, a lot of expectations, and and this will be a loaded baseball team coming back. Well, and talking about expectations, and Heath was talking about how this football team in the fall will be improved. And I think I I 100% agree with that. But I I want the fan base to understand, too, the the schedule that they're playing this year. A little tough. Yeah. I mean, your first two games are against Liberty and Miami, two programs that have national prominence, right? And and right out of the gate. So, yes, is it going to be a better football team? Yes. Will that translate into a dramatic increase in wins? Probably not. To be quite candid, we—I hope I'm wrong—but but you know, Vegas has the Eagles sitting at, at six wins, five and a half to six wins, uh, you know, on the over/under, which you know that's up from three. But again, this this is a lot deeper water with a lot bigger undertow that the Eagles are swimming in this fall. Well, we'll ask Coach Ann Carr no, no, about that tomorrow. Guys. Yeah, no doubt. He, thank you, buddy. We appreciate you every week. All right, guys, y'all have a blessed day. Thank Heath, you. Heath and Big Gold Nation, Lance Ancar, Larry Fedora, Patrick McGee on the show tomorrow. Man, what a show. The on the road Thursday at Ramey's and Gary Grubbs in here on Friday. The stars just keep on coming, I'm man. I'm telling you. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.